Welcome to the Joey Miller Podcast. I'm Pastor Joey Miller from Champion Christian Center, and I am so happy that you tuned in with us today. We have so much to talk about out of God's Word, and you are going to be blessed. But let me just remind you, before we jump in, don't forget to check out joeymiller.co for all sorts of resources, from merch to Bible studies to podcast notes to blogs. You will be blessed, so check it out today. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. If you're enjoying it and you want to share it with a friend, a great way to let us know is to like it, to share it, and to subscribe. So make sure you do that as well. Well, let's get into the Word together. Getting into the Word of God as we talk about dealing with conflict. This is a very applicable topic that we face in, in our lives every day, whether you're a Christian or uh, whether you're dealing with uh, people who maybe aren't sharing the same faith as you. It is important to understand the biblical pattern that God sets out for dealing with conflict. Because here's the thing. As long as we are on planet Earth with other human beings, we are going to have to deal with some sort of conflict. I've heard it said before, life would be perfect if I didn't have to deal with people. But God actually wants us to enjoy the relationships around us. And uh, the world would tell us that conflict means that we have to cancel that person, that we just have to not be friends with them anymore, that we don't talk to them. But there is a way to actually disagree and still walk in love and unity. There's even a way to disagree and still enjoy the relationships around us. Listen, we have five kids. There's seven of us in the household. And each and every one of us has a different personality. And sometimes conflict arises. And so uh, it's very important that we know how to deal with conflict. So we're not living a life of constant chaos constant drama, uh, constant issues. Listen, if there is drama constantly surrounding your life, you might want to step back and say, I need to learn to deal with conflict a little bit better. And God doesn't leave us high and dry. He lays it out in the Bible and tells us the best way that we can deal with conflict because Jesus himself had to deal with it, and so will we. So there's some points that I want to go over with you really quickly that are user-friendly and and really easy to apply to your life no matter where you're at in relationships that will help you deal with conflict because as Christians oftentimes we want to avoid conflict we're either one of those people who says you know what I'm a Christian I'm just gonna let people just uh, do whatever they want and I'm just gonna internally be frustrated and kind of be a doormat and God doesn't want that for your life. He wants you to be able to talk about things and get things right in a biblical, godly way. So we're either always uh, just pushing it under the rug and ignoring conflict, or we are a Christian who maybe explodes on people and doesn't have our anger under control. This one time I was in a grocery store, and I had seen this woman that I knew, and uh, I knew she was a Christian, and, and I didn't get to say hi. She was from a distance. And so I was actually leaving the grocery store, and I parked my buggy behind my car, and I went to unlock my car, and little did I know my buggy had just started rolling away. I don't know if it was a blonde moment. I don't know if the wind took it. I don't know what happened, but it rolled away. And all of a sudden, before I knew it, I'm looking, and there's a car stopped. And this woman is in the car, and she rolls down the window, and she just yells at me over my cart 
uh, going across uh, the, the way and almost hitting her car. Now, I didn't mean to do it. I didn't even know what was happening. I was just trying to unlock my car to unload the gro to load the groceries into the trunk. And so she just goes off on me. And then I proceed to say, hello, Mrs. So-and-so, and her face turned five shades of red. And so we've all been in those uh, moments before where maybe we didn't deal with conflict so well and we made a mistake or we acted out in anger, but, but let's dive in to some easy ways to respond in conflict so that we can deal with it, we can get over things, we can mature and grow in our faith. Your ability to be able to deal with situations as they came, come up uh, that might be areas of disagreement, the issues, um, misunderstanding, correction, your ability to handle these things correctly will help you become more established as a leader and also in life. It'll help you grow up in your Christianity. The Bible says that we are to grow up in the things of God. Uh, David Ravenhill wrote a book at one point and said, for God's sake, grow up was the title of the book. And that tells us that, that when we act as children, we act immaturely, it's doing a disservice to the kingdom of God. So first point today is this. If you have an issue of conflict in your life, do not respond immediately. Take some time, step back, and to really uh, think about what's going on. Proverbs 29.22 says, People with a quick temper cause a lot of quarreling and trouble. People with a quick temper, that means that as soon as something happens, we respond out of emotion, that we don't process it, that we don't step back and think. The Bible says a quiet answer turns away wrath, but that quick temper, that quick response, that I'm going to give you a piece of my mind right now, uh, that is not a biblical way to handle things. Not only is it not biblical, but it's going to cause the conflict to even get hotter. It's going to cause even more conflict in that relationship. So being able to step back and say, I'm not going to react, but I'm going to take some time. I'm going to think about it and process, and then I'm going to respond. I'm not going to, uh, responding immediately is actually reacting to a situation, and reactions are triggered through emotions. You made me mad. It triggered me. I'm going to tell you what I think. Responding is a more mature way to handle things. You're stepping back. You're saying, okay, this is the situation. My, my emotions are in check. I'm actually operating in one of the fruits of the spirit, which is self-control. I don't have to lash off. I don't have to tell you everything that I think. I don't have to tell you my opinions about the matter. I step back. I process. And then I react in a way that is responsive, not quick-tempered. So I'm responding to it. I don't, I don't need to quickly address it. I could give it a minute. My husband and I were first married, and we would get into a conflict. He would want to just talk about it immediately. And that was his way of dealing with things. He'd want to confront it immediately. And I would uh, find myself in those moments reacting out of anger because I didn't have time to process. And so we learned in communication that when we dealt with a conflict, in order to resolve that conflict in a peaceful way that it didn't have to end up being like a huge thing, do you know what I mean? A little conflict can turn into a huge thing. 
was the best way for us to handle that was for me to have a couple minutes to actually process. Why am I feeling this way? Why did this happen? Why did I say that? Why did I react this way? And after taking a minute, then I was able to calm and collectively communicate what I was actually feeling. So instead of just reacting and, re and, and just releasing all of my emotion, I was able to process it and actually get to the root of the issue. And so in that moment, I was able to learn to resolve conflict as, as I learned that about myself and as we found that out and discovered it together. And when he said, okay, you take 10 minutes and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about this. In that moment, I realized that is a great way for me to be able to resolve conflict, not to be quick-tempered, because I can be quick-tempered, not to just fly off of my emotions, because I can do that too, but to keep my temper under control, as the Word of God says. Ecclesiastes 7.9 says, keep your temper under control. It is foolish to harbor a grudge, and, and not to, to just, you know, say everything that I think, but to process it. So don't respond immediately if you're dealing with conflict. Number two is this. Don't over-respond and take it somewhere that it doesn't need to go. Romans 12, 17 through 18 says, If someone has done you wrong, don't repay him with wrong. Try to do uh, what everyone considers to be good. Do everything possible on your part to live in peace with every." Do everything possible as it goes with you to live at peace with everybody. You can't control another person. I couldn't control how the woman in the parking lot responded to a cart. Maybe she was having a bad day. I don't know. All I knew is I couldn't control it. What I could control was myself. I could have easily yelled back at her. It could have escalated. The police could have come. I don't know. It could have gotten out of hand. But when I step back and I say, you know, I'm not going to take this to a level that it doesn't need to go to. If you were a parent, you know how easy it is for people to draw you back into an immature argument. If you have a two-year-old and you were an adult, it doesn't take much for that two-year-old to get engaged with you to the point that you're now screaming in a screaming battle with a two-year-old. No, maturity is saying, I know what this is, and I don't have to over-respond, even if they're over-responding, whether it's seats in your church that church people are upset about. Maybe it's an issue of opinion. Maybe you preached a message on Sunday that somebody didn't like. Maybe uh, you posted something on Facebook and somebody took it wrong. Don't over-respond. Don't engage in the conflict. Step back and say, you know what, this is, I'm going to bring truth. I'm going to do as the, the Bible says. I'm going to do as Romans says. I'm going to do my best to live at peace with everybody. Now that doesn't mean I'm a people pleaser. That doesn't mean you have to compromise, but it means that you operate in love and unity. And you say, I am not going to escalate this on my part. I'm going to sow mercy. The Bible talks about uh, sowing mercy and love covering a multitude of sins. And there is gonna be a moment where you need to reap some mercy. So you better make sure that you are sowing it. The Bible says, be sure whatever a man sows, he will always reap. So in knowing that, be quick to sow mercy. If somebody 
does something or says something, instead of engaging and over-responding, step back and, and say, well, I didn't mean that. I am, I'm sorry if you took it that way. That was not my intention. See how you're disengaging. You're separating from the conflict, and you're saying, I didn't realize it. You're being honest. You're operating in love. I'm sorry if I was misunderstood. This is where I stand on it. Or I'm sorry if you disagree with me on this matter. I still love you. We're just going to have to agree to disagree. But I bless you. I'm not angry with you. Disengage. Don't over-respond to conflict. The enemy loves where there's chaos and discord and anger. And he will do his best to over-escalate the situation. So we want to do our best to represent God, to operate in the Holy Spirit, and to not over-respond. Number three is this. Don't ignore conflict. We talked about that in the opening uh, couple seconds of this podcast. That as Christians, sometimes we think to be a Christian is just to go about and ignore every conflict, just to let people walk all over us, uh, just to pretend like it's not happening. But that's not what the Word of God says. The Bible actually lays out in Matthew 18 a clear way for us to address conflict. There's a biblical pattern. And I want you to look with me really quick, quickly at Matthew 18, verse 15. And, and I want you to see how uh, God actually intends for us to operate. It says, moreover, if your brother trespasses against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, then you have gained a brother. And it says, if you have an issue with somebody, listen to me. Don't ignore it to that person's face and then go tell five people about it. Don't ignore it and then go to the prayer group and say, hey, we need to really pray for so-and-so. I, you know, I think that they're dealing with this because they had an issue when I did such and such. No. Or, or you really need to pray for so-and-so. I mean, you should have you seen the way that they were talking to me on the way into church today. No, no, no. That's gossip. The Bible says the biblical way to do it is to take your brother or sister in Christ aside and say, hey, I noticed this. Let's just get this out in the open. The enemy hates it when you bring light where there is confusion, confusion and chaos and offense. And if you just deal with it, you nip it in the bud in love, that doesn't mean you go up to everybody and be like, do you have an issue with me? No, it says take them aside in love and say maybe grab a cup of coffee, maybe touch base before church or before work and say, do you have a minute? I just need to talk to you about this because it seems like, and, and this is my heart, and I would love to hear your heart on the issue. And the Bible says when you do it like that, You've actually gained a brother that after, after all of this conflict, you should be closer. In fact, the Bible says that a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. Think about it in your own family that you can pick your friends, but you can't pick your family. So there's a different, uh, there's a different level of fighting that happens in a family because you could say more to your brother and know that he's going to love you at the end of the day. And so biblically, in our Christian walk with our Christian brothers and sisters, we should be able to, in love, speak to them in the end that they're going to hear our heart, that they're going to choose love, that they're going to walk in forgiveness and unity together. And the Bible says that if that doesn't work, then go and grab an elder of the church and bring a witness into the, the, the mix of things and, and get another person's opinion or a mediator. But first it says try to resolve the conflict in and of itself. 
Maybe you're in leadership. Maybe you're a manager. Maybe you're a pastor. Maybe you're running a ministry. Maybe you're a ministry captain. And there's always conflict. As pastors, we try our very best to teach the people the word of God and to act on it. That means if someone comes to us and says, Pastor so-and-so did this, our response isn't, well, let me fix that for you. Our response is then you need to go to that person and you need to try to talk it out. And then after you do, report back to us and tell, it, tell us how it goes. Instead of trying to be a firefighter, trying to put out a million fires, teaching people to deal with conflict in a biblical way. If you don't like confrontation, this could be scary for you. But anything that is done in love wins. So to know that, to say, you know what, I'm going to go in love and we're going to deal with this. We're going to get it out in the open. You're going to live a life of peace, that you can actually live a life without drama, believe it or not, that you can live a life in unity in the relationships around you. Unity doesn't mean conformity, that everyone is just always in agreement. There's going to be disagreements. There's going to be conflicts. But unity is choosing love above all else. So don't respond immediately. Don't over-respond. And don't ignore the conflict. Be godly in it, and you will see God work on your behalf. Until next time, I'll talk to you on the Joey Miller Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Joey Miller Podcast today. I pray you were blessed by God's Word. I pray that the Holy Spirit was speaking to you and ministering to you, that His grace is empowering you to be everything that you're called to be. Well, until next time, I'll see you on the Joey Miller Podcast.